Welcome to Lesson Impossible, an exploration of educational innovation. I'm your host, Aviva Levin. As always, I'm chatting with educators of all types who are on the forefront of pedagogy or making effective changes to old practices. Your lesson, should you choose to accept it, is to consider a new resource. Family Book Form, a digital template for students to collect stories from their family or larger community. The resource specialist assigned to help you with this task is Carrie Furs of Sydney, Australia. Welcome to another installment of the Meet the Resources series, where I feature the educational equivalent of gecko gloves, smart contacts, or flute guns. Technology that has been created to make your impossible lessons actually possible. A reminder that Lesson Impossible receives no compensation for featuring resources, just the satisfaction of knowing that somewhere a student might be more engaged in their learning, or a teacher might be able to leave work a little bit earlier. Carrie, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I believe you are in tomorrow, my tomorrow in Australia, and here I am in Seattle and you're yesterday. Uh, so thanks so much for getting up early to talk to me. Uh, I'm excited for this mini meter resource episode. So maybe you could just start off by talking about who you are and what your resource is. Well, thank you for having me, Aviva. Um, my name is Carrie Furs. At the moment, I'm in Sydney, Australia. So we're coming into summer. So I originally was an English teacher many years ago. I mainly had writing jobs through my career since being an English teacher. But more lately, I wanted to become a book creator and a book publisher to help other people write about their lives and create their books. So originally, I created it as a resource for uh, retirees, and they could follow my template page and easily speak their stories into the template page and create their memoir product. But there was a lot of resistance. They didn't want to use technology, but the main problem was that they didn't want um, to push their lives and their, their themselves onto their families. What they wanted was their grandchildren to ask them about their lives. So I uh, changed the product to be an educational resource. So it's a resource for teachers to assign this communication project-based learning, and it's called familybookform.com. So an online resource that teachers can easily assign as a project to a class of students or a whole year group, and those students can go and interview their family members. So primary schools have sort of been doing it for many years, getting kids to interview a family member, but this is mainly for high school students because it's mainly in the high school years, the teenage years, that kids are turning away from their families and um, going more to their peer groups to develop their identities and their values. So I wanted to sort of bring that age group back to their families or keep them in the fold of the families and find out a little bit more about who their family members are and get them to speak face-to-face -face or um, and record those stories, and it's automatically transcribed using the speech-to-text. But it's also useful for uh, grandkids whose grandparents speak another language maybe. And kids tend to, it's not that they're not interested, it's that they don't really know what to ask. So the template page of questions and answer boxes sort of guides them on an interview, and they can collect those spoken stories and then uh, collaborate in the classroom by sharing those stories 
and uh, maybe collaboratively editing in the classroom. So that enriches lessons so everyone can sort of hear different people's life experiences and stories in the classroom. And then the book is automatically created and um, can be presented to families. So that's in a nutshell what the product is. And looking through your website, I see that because of COVID-19, teachers have been using it in a very unique way where instead of waiting for their grandkids to ask them about the great plague of 2020, some high school students are creating a COVID-19 and me book to capture this historic moment that they can keep and share and almost use as a primary source in their own lives. That's right. So I created the technology for students to go and collaborate with their families and community and collect stories. But lately, um, because there's a, a free uh, freemium level for the product, so teachers can uh, sign up for free and they can create a, a book for free. So that uh, free book is um, an online digital book creating dashboard for one year. So they can um, invite up to 300 people to contribute content to that book. They can have two hours uh, voice to uh, speech to text and they can print uh, on demand. So that using their free book component to invite their students, maybe a class of students or even a whole year group of students, to contribute their experiences of what the pandemic has been like for them. So this has been used by teachers as a sort of a primary source resource to collect their communities of their students' stories and experiences, and then they can discuss that in the classroom. But it creates a tangible product that they can then keep in their school's library, and it's very valuable. And um, the teachers that have done these projects have commented that the students are more conscientious about wanting to write well because they realise the importance of documenting this um, important moment in time. And so they're, they're very conscientious about what they're writing, that they're writing correctly, and they're, they're proud of the, the end result. And it's something tangible that can be discussed and celebrated. And um, it's really helping the academic side of a classroom, but also it's an online uh, resource and it's a, it's a tangible, valuable product at the end. I have to admit, in looking around your website, like I was like, yeah, this is really interesting. But then when I got to the Our Care Aged Care page, where students were interviewing elderly residents about their lives and then presenting the book and like contrasting their own lives to these basically strangers at the beginning of the project, like, I'm not gonna lie, I got a little teared up when I saw it. <laughs> Oh, thank you for that because that was um, my um, sort of pinnacle result that I wanted to generate. And you can hypothesize when you're creating technologies that it will achieve a certain thing, but until you actually see it achieved, you, you really don't know. And so there's many projects um, that students can do, but the first project is maybe the teacher invites the students to contribute stories. So that's sort of the COVID-19 and me story, but we've had it used as a STEAM project for creating a Mother's Day book or a Grandparents' Day book where the teacher invites the students to contribute their stories about a grandparent or a mother or a father. So that's the class collaborative book. But then the idea is that the students go and uh, create their own book and collaboratively with whoever they choose. So there's a lot of personalization and differentiation capabilities in the website. And so the project, the next project on from the collaborative class book is that maybe the students can create their family's recipe book. So the student is interviewing their family about their favorite 
favorite recipe and maybe the stories, the cultural stories around that special food, and they create their own family book that then is valuable to that family because they want to buy it and they want to celebrate their family's personalized recipe book. And the next project on from that is students interviewing a particular family member, maybe creating their memoir or the whole family. And many people can contribute content directly into that book. So it's good for less academic kids as well because they feel like they're really achieving something where really they're using technology as a tool to do something more than they would normally be able to do. So they can collate a lot of dispersed content that's personal and important to that family and to them. So when it's personal content like that, the students are more interested to learn about literacy and language mechanics and the difference between spoken story and written story. So they're then receptive to the teacher's teaching about what is proper writing and things like that. And then the final project is getting these kids um, made when they're older, at least over sort of 16, 17, they need to be a little bit more mature. And then they go into the community. So that project you spoke about was going into elder care homes and they were matched with an aged resident in that home and they visited that home once a week for 10 weeks. And they, you know, initially they were nervous. They're teenagers. A lot of them hadn't been exposed to older people or strangers. And so they just followed my template of questions. And so this gave them the confidence to uh, carry on. And then they came up with their own questions. And so they just follow the template questions. Then they uh, can record the spoken stories. And then they can work on that at back at home or at school. They can play those stories for other kids in the classroom that hadn't gone out to the community. And so it was a great way for engaging everybody in the class and enjoying those personal life stories from elder people in their community. But then they could easily create a digital book that is then downloaded as a PDF and they gifted that to the aged people and their families. But the, the good thing about this is that it's a way... It's a way that you can monetize students' time or it's a way that students can monetize their own time. So this is a community service that can be offered to organizations or companies in your community. So you can offer to do a project for the church elders or the, or some particular migrant group or something like that. And um, the, the students can go and interview those groups of people and save the stories and save the voice and uh, create a polished end book product that can then be sold to that community. So the aged care business sponsored that school to do that project. So it's a fundraiser for the school and, um, and or it's potentially a fundraiser for that student. Yeah, I imagine it can be used as well in terms of fundraising for, for instance, like let's say you're trying to improve COVID times, but like work with Syrian refugees in your community and find out what their experience is. And I know that at least where I'm from originally in Canada, that you were able, families could get together and sponsor um, a Syrian family. And so to record that and maybe even fundraise by by sharing that so that other families could then be able to to come, I think would be a really cool way of sharing the stories to to make a big difference. Well, that's right. So it's not just about creating a book. You know, the book at the end is just something that's tangible that can be uh, graded and uh, included in the student's portfolio as proof of their learning or reflection, or it can be sold or gifted. You know, it's a tangible product at the end. But probably the most important part of the project is that process of getting kids to engage with other people and actively listening to what other people have experienced. Because 
if you uh, don't ask the right questions or don't ask any questions, then you never find out anything. So often kids don't know what to ask. So it's not that they're not interested, it's that they're awkward, especially in those early teenage years. And and especially nowadays, there's less and less talking. And so it's the process of getting these kids to talk and to listen and to open their eyes to other people's experiences. But unless you capture that information, um, it's only valuable and only enjoyable for the two people at the time of the conversation. But saving that conversation, saving that experience means that it um, can be valuable from a wider group of people and not just now but in the future as well. So it's the process of communication that's important but unless you document it, there's no long, long-term uh, value. So for teachers that are interested in investigating this for use in their classroom, how would they go about doing that? Well, go to the familybookform.com website and there's many uh, explainer videos and case studies. We're a, um, a partner with Google and so we have integrated into the Google Classroom platform. So if you do use Classroom, then you can assign as a project to a whole class uh, or year group. But you don't have to be using Classroom. It works on any device connected to Wi-Fi. And so just start with the, the first project, which is you as the teacher signs up for free and you can create a free book. And what would be great is to do the COVID-19 and Me book or maybe uh, in your community, if it's a Black Lives Matter is a, is a big theme at the moment in, in um, your area, then you could do a Black Lives Matter book or, you know, maybe it's a particular theme around your town of, of something that's happened lately apart from COVID-19. But, you know, the COVID-19 thing is something is a global pandemic, so it's something that would be valuable to save. And it's an easy one where you just invite the class of kids um, to contribute their stories and experiences and photos, and it automatically um, goes into your digital book. And you can edit it, you can change it, and you can print it out or, or share online for a year. So create your free book. Um, there's an explainer video, a two-minute uh, video there that you can uh, have a look at, and that will show you how to do it. But it's pretty intuitive. And within a like, couple of minutes, you can log on for free, send an invite to all your students, and they would log on and be able to work remotely uh, from wherever they are and then submit their content. And then you can use that uh, digital content uh, there their perspectives and experiences and photos and online discussions in classroom, and that can enrich your lesson. So try that project, and then um, we can work on doing more projects after that where kids go and interview their family members and create their own family's recipe book or memoir book or, or then go into the community. And in terms of just digital copyright, does the original poster retain that, or do you somehow take possession of the rights to any of their photos or scripts of interviews or anything like that? I don't own anything. It's all the user-generated um, content and they own their content. So as a Google partner and as a, as a technology company nowadays, uh, we use AWS servers, which is Amazon servers, and your digital content is held on our Amazon encrypted servers in your country. So I don't access any of that digital data, and you own that for um, that's online for a year. I host it for a year. And so you can access and edit that content and change it and download it as many times as you like. So the idea is that um, you do a project sort of over uh, maybe eight weeks or something like that if you wanted to, and then download the PDF and you can print it at your 
own printer or a local printer. So you can make it as affordable as you like, whether, you know, you just do the online book and don't ever print it. Maybe if it's uh, grandpa's memoir and it's quite precious to the family, then the family can send that PDF file to their local printer and get a a beautiful, hardbound, glossy um, keepsake book created for the family and maybe do 10 copies for the family or 20 copies or something like that. Awesome. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for taking the time to share with me and the listeners your resource. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be checking that out. So thank you again. Yeah, thank you. I'd love to hear from anyone who does that um, COVID-19 and me project with their class, a collaborative book. So there's online tutorials on how to do that if you want as well, masterclass. And so, yeah, let me know. And um, I'd love to showcase it. And and, um, there's teachers presenting their case studies all around the world at conferences. So you could be one of those if you wanted. That was another mini Meet a Resource episode with Carrie Furs of Family Book Forum, a website that provides class, family, and community digital book project templates. This episode will not self-destruct in five seconds, but will be available along with links to resources we mentioned and information about previous special agents at lessonimpossible.com. And if you like the podcast, please consider forwarding it to your colleagues or reading and reviewing it on your podcast listening app. This has been Lesson Impossible, and I was your host, Aviva Levin.